Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. I have to start off today with a funny story for you. (laughs) I was at a church picnic not that long ago. And at our church picnic, we had a table, actually a number of tables that that were uh, put together and 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 draped with uh, uh, a tablecloth and and we were supposed to, of course, as a potluck type of thing, we were supposed to bring something to eat. And uh, you know, according to what your last name started with, you would bring a, a you know a dessert or maybe you would bring a, a main dish or or whatever. And you would place that on the table, and and uh, and when the time came, then of course everybody you know grabbed their plates, and they would uh, go dish and, and and sample what everybody had brought. Uh, potlucks are great. I love potlucks. I, I grew up with potlucks, um, and and they're they're just always great. And and it seems like church potlucks are some of the best. I don't know some of those some of those gals can really cook. <laughs> let me tell you. So anyway, we I I had gone through, and I had gotten my plate and of course you, you, the the key to a potluck is to take a little bit of everything so you don't load up on something that just looks really really awesome or whatever you got to take a little bit of everything and then you go through and you, and you go wow this even even though it may not have looked like uh, it was going to be the the best thing you're like this is really good i need that recipe who made this you know type thing and so so you you take a little bit of everything and then you know what to go back for Right. And so, you know, there, there's there's a whole method to this madness here. And so so sure enough, I took a little bit of everything and I had gone through and, my, you know, my plate's full, even if even after taking a little bit of everything. And I, and I was able to eat that. And then now it's time to go get dessert, right? And that's always wonderful. Oh man, there's some great desserts. And I mean, I I had eyeballed these things the first time I went through and I'm thinking, oh yeah, that one over there. Well, one of my favorite, one of my very, very favorite things is Marionberries. I don't know about you, Mar- a Marionberry, for those that don't know what a Marionberry is, it's kind of like a, a Blackberry on steroids. <laughs> they're, they're huge. They're, they're really big. They're really juicy. They're really good. And so, so there was this Marionberry pie. And this Marionberry pie just looked great. You know how how they'll put they'll poke little uh, slits in the top uh, of the crust, and and uh, when it bakes, then you know the the juices kind of bubble up over it. And oh man, it just looked awesome. And and so that was definitely on my list of things to go get when it came time for dessert. Sure enough, I go back and I've got my plate. And I decide, you know, I decide I I ate everything on my plate, um, and so I'm just going to use the same plate. Uh, I I I go and I pick up a cookie or two, and then there's that Marionberry pie. There was a there was a little uh, pie knife there and everything. So I pick up the pie knife, I put it into the pie, I cut a piece. I was the first one, right? And I I, I take that piece out and I put it on my plate. Well, right next to me, this gal comes up and she says, I think that that pie is supposed to be uh, for the the judging of the pies. (laughs) I don't think you're supposed to eat it yet. (laughs) I I had made a gaffe. (laughs) 
I had taken a piece of this pie that was supposed to be there for the judging. And then somebody had written in pen. I mean, there, I, I didn't see any sign or anything at the time, but somebody had written in pen right right there on the on the tablecloth. You know, that this is the judging area or something. I don't know. Whatever. I didn't see it. And it's already on my plate that I've already used. I can't put that thing back. You know, what do you do? What do you do in a situation like that? I made a bad gaffe. And so, you know, I just said, well, you know, <laughs> oops, you know, and, and so I went and sat down and ate my Mary and Barry pie. <laughs> but, and, 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 you know, to their credit, they actually won one of the awards or whatever, you know, I, I, maybe it wasn't best looking because there was a piece taken out of it, but they, they, it was a great pie. It did win an award. And, uh, and, and, but, but for me, that was kind of a, uh, one of those embarrassing gaffes that you just make from time to time. Right. Well, today's, today's podcast, I want to cover some of the things that we have seen from our leaders here in the great United States of America. We, <laughs> we have a president and a vice president that, well, they make a lot of gaffes <laughs> and it's not just with Mary and Barry pie. <laughs> they, they do a lot of things and they say a lot of things that you just have to wonder where their heads are. You just have to wonder what kind of people they are. And I, and, and I'm going to go through some today. I'm going to start off with president Biden. You know, we might not get through all of these today. We might have to go and, uh, and finish this up on Wednesday, but, uh, but th I want to go through a few of these and it's not just to, to humiliate. I mean, you know, people can, I've told that pie story a couple times since it happened, um, because, you know, it was embarrassing, but you know, that's life, right? But the problem that I heard when we had a different president, I heard when Donald Trump was president, that the things that he said, he would, maybe he would say, even just say a joke about something. And what I would hear is, well, you can't do that as president. You can't do that as vice president. That that though that the the world is hanging on to your very word, that they could take something, and they could they could uh, misstrewn it to mean something else, or they could you, you could start a war that way. You I mean you can't. And so I, I mean I had liberal friends and 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 people that would uh, had had a count running of what they thought were Trump's lies and things. Well, you can't. You can't be somebody like Trump and be president because you 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 know because of the things that comes out of his mouth or or the things that he tweets about. Well, okay. Well, if that's the case, then let's take a look at our current leadership. Right? We have a president now, Joe Biden, and he's made some gaffes. <laughs> and here's here's some of his gaffes of all time. And and. You know, we're not going to get into all of them. I mean, you know, obviously there's some that, that you've probably seen on memes, uh, you know, where he's sniffing kids' hair and he's walking behind them, put his, his hands on their shoulders or kissing their necks or whatever. I mean, the whole thing with, you know, him telling his story about being a lifeguard and the kids wanting to run up and, you know, and and, and touch the, the hair on his leg or whatever. I mean, it's just it, some of that's just really, really creepy, <laughs> you know. And we're not we're not going to get necessarily into the creepy stuff, but we're going to cover some some of them here. So let's let's do that. And this this article uh, was from 
Mary Kay Lynch. And it came out on August 2nd, actually, of this year. And it's Joe Biden's worst gaffes of all time. And quote, every once in a while, I make a mistake, President Biden said in May. Like, well, once a speech. <laughs> I might agree with him on that. Well, I don't know. I think maybe he makes more than one a speech. But anyway, he he was he was being modest actually here. And over over five decades in public life, the former vice president and longtime U.S. senator built a reputation as America's premier gaffmeister, <laughs> winning the White House in 2020 despite a long history of racist comments snide asides and enraged diatribes against voters and the rigor of the office have if anything worsened the problem for biden who's of course 79 now the oldest president in u.s history in the 17 months says since his inauguration biden's verbal stumbles uh, overblown claims and outright fabrications have caused endless headaches for the staffers who must clean up after him or or at least try to prevent his rhetoric messes. Um, <laughs> quote, don't uster- underestimate Joe's ability to F things up <laughs> as his one-time boss, President Barack Obama, reportedly put it. He actually said that. Uh, and I will say, I'm going to try to keep some of these uh, words down to a minimum, but uh, some of the things that come out of our illustrious president, um, well, they're not they're not stuff of nursery rhymes. Let me put it that way. So, uh, you know, you, you may want to just take that into account. Uh, the, the post uh, combed through uh, White House transcripts to identify scores of instances in which President Biden's chronic case of foot and mouth um, confused us, uh, maybe bemused us, and 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 nearly set off an international incident. Actually, at least in one case, uh, here are some of the most memorable gaffes so far. Uh, the cancer reveal. Uh, this was this is one that turned my head. I know that a July speech about climate change led Biden to make a startling health admission. "Quote: You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally." The oil slick off the window, Biden said, recalling how nearly uh, nearby refineries soiled his childhood neighborhood in Delaware. Quote, that's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer, he declared. <laughs> now, now, the White House spokesman, Andrew Bates, tried to wave the comments away by, by pointing to non-melanoma skin cancers that Biden had had been treated for years ago. But Bates could not explain why his boss used the present tense to discuss his cancer condition or why Biden previously used the oil windshield yarn to, to claim that he had asthma. <laughs> so anyway, uh, selfish troops. This is an interesting one. Back in July of 16, uh, 16th of this year, Biden's rocky 2022 trip to the Middle East featured a verbal slip that made a cabinet member cringe. Quote, for the first time since 9-11, an American president is visiting this region without American troops being engaged in a combat mission in the region. Biden said as he delivered remarks to the Gulf Corporation Council in, uh, in, in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Quote, 
will always honor the bravery and selfishness, uh, selflessness, he said, correcting himself, and sacrifices of the Americans who served, including my son, Major Bo Biden, who was stationed in Iraq for a year. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken flinched and shifted uncomfortably in his seat as the commander-in-chief accidentally smeared the U.S. military. <laughs> uh, how about this one? Honor of the Holocaust. How does he come up with that? He came up with that in July 13th of this year when Biden visited Israel in, in uh, you know, earlier this year. He marred the arrival ceremony with an embarrassing mistake as he robotically read through a five-minute speech. Quote, I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Shav, Vashem, to honor the six million Jews, Jewish lives were stolen in a genocide, he said, speaking of you know, Jerusalem's fame, uh, Yad Vashem, World Holocaust uh, Remembrance Center. Quote, and, con- and continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness to keep alive the truth and the honor of the Holocaust (laughs) before correcting himself to say a horror of the Holocaust instead. (laughs) Can you imagine? I mean, I know, I I mean, I do a podcast, right? I have done some slip ups. I have slaughtered some names, but that, that, wow. (laughs) Right. Um, How about the time that he scolds Parkland dad back again, this last July, Um, Biden's performance at a White House celebration of a new gun control law was nothing short of of (laughs) gaff-tastic. First, he yelled at a grieving father who lost his 17-year-old son on February 14th of 2018 at the massacre at the Florida high school. Sit down. You'll hear what I have to say, Biden snapped at Manuel Oliver as the... Bereaved dad angrily heckled the president for, you know, not doing more to curb the the gun crime. And again, I I wouldn't even agree with, with the, with the dad here and how, what he wants to have done, but you don't treat somebody like that. Three minutes later, Biden confused his, his, uh, centuries as he described the horrific attack that killed Oliver's child. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas high school in Parkland, Florida, 1918, 17 dead, 17 injured. The president railed without realizing his mistake. How about senator or president? Which which one is it? Back in May, uh, May 2nd, he kind of confused things. 15 months after his presidential inaugura- inauguration, Biden still had a hard time remembering his job title, reverting on occasion to calling himself a senator, the role that he held, of course, for 36 years before becoming vice president in 2009. There have been many of the senators from Delaware. It's a small state, Biden said, as he introduced himself to a crowd at a White House gathering to mark the end of Ramadan. Quote, as a matter of fact, there has never been one, he added. (laughs) Delaware, like every state, sends two senators to each Congress, right? I mean, that's that's what that's how the Senate's made up. Every state gets two and has elected a total, Delaware has, of 58 U.S. senators since 1788. But 
the first state can claim only a single U.S. president. And that is, of course, Joe Biden. <laughs> so, oh, man. Um, how about kleptocracy? April 28th of this year, Biden looked um, bleary-eyed as he pushed for additional Ukraine aid in April. Quote, I'm also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of that will enhance our underlying efforts to accommodate the Russian oligarchs and make sure we take their uh, take their uh, their ill-gotten gains. Biden began. Ha! We're going to uh, accommodate them, uh, he said, snorting at his own mistake. Uh, we're going to seize their yachts, uh, their their luxury homes, and and other ill-gotten gains of. Putin uh, kleptocratic. Yeah, yeah, uh, he said, <laughs> blinking hard and looking at aides for help. <laughs> uh, kleptocracy uh, and, and klep uh, guys who are kleptocracies, uh, he finished with a chuckle. But but these are bad guys. <laughs> yeah, these, are, these are bad guys. <laughs> Let's just end on that. They're bad. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so is corn pop, I guess, too. But anyway, he, he can barely read, <laughs> tweeted a, a radio host, Clay Travis. Everyone can see the look in his eyes here. He's lost. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's kind of sad, and it, but it is true. Uh, renewable energy flub on uh, March 31st. Biden's tenuous grasp of math leads him to make gratuitous and untrue claims about his policies and how they could benefit Americans. If, quote, this is a quote, if your home is powered by safer, cheaper, cleaner electricity, like solar or heat pumps, you can save about $500 a month on average. <laughs> he, say, he was, of course, touting his green energy proposals. Uh, hours later, the White House quietly uh, corrected the official transcript of the president's remarks, crossing out the words, month and inserting the word year in its place. In other words, Biden's costly climate change plans would save Americans less than $42 a month, making his original claim wildly inflated and wrong by a factor of 12, if you want to do the math. Russia regime change. Ooh, yeah, I remember this one. Remember, Biden horrified an international audience when he explicitly demanded the overthrow of Vladimir Putin during a speech denouncing the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Quote, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power, the president thundered outside the the um, bunting-draped royal castle in Warsaw, Poland, actually, at the end of a three-day visit to Eastern Europe. Within minutes, the White House rushed to say that Biden didn't really mean it. <laughs> He he was he was not discussing Putin's power in in Russia or a regime change," <laughs> said an aide. It was the second time in two days that the White House was forced to contradict the president for fear that his comments would spark, uh, of course, Russian retaliation. I mean, it's, that's not foreign policy at its best, right? How about the State of Union switcheroo? Now, March second, Biden tried to uh, tried to give a ringing. Uh, rhetorical boost to embattled Ukraine during his first State of the Union speech, but 
accidentally praised Iran instead. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Quote, Putin may circle Kiev uh, with tanks, pre the president declared, less than a week after Russia launched its invasion, of course. He said, but we will never gain the hearts and the souls of the Iranian people. <laughs> Vice President Kamala Harris seated behind Biden on, <laughs> on, the, on the White House uh, chamber uh, in the U.S. Capitol appeared to grit her teeth and murmur, Ukrainian, <laughs> as, her, as her obvious oblivious boss plowed on, unaware of his error, of course, and he made no further mention of Iran in his address. <laughs> oh, how about a stupid son of a bitch? Yeah, yeah, that's... That was from January 24th. A hot mic picked up Biden's potty mouth during a presidential meeting on the sagging economy as customer prices, uh, consumer prices began soaring to then record highs. Quote, do you think inflation is a political liability? But Fox News, Peter Ducey asked A's <laughs> as they tried to shoo the reporters out of the, the White House East Room. No, it's a great asset. More inflation, the president sneered, still grinning from the, for the cameras. What a stupid son of a bee, he said. He actually used the word, but while the White House cut the vulgar um, insult from the video feed, it was clearly audible on C-SPAN's video stream. <laughs> so how about the imaginary civil uh, rights arrest? Yeah, he's actually used this a couple times. Biden's false claims in January um, of his past civil rights activisms were repeatedly debunked during the 2020 presidential campaign, but he's kept up the malarkey. Quote, I did not walk in the shoes of generations of students who walked these grounds, Biden said in Atlanta, which he called the cradle of civil rights in his speech pushing uh, the, the Democrats' signature election law bills. Uh, quote, but I walked other grounds because I am so damn old, I was there as well, he said with a grin. It seems like yesterday, the first time I got arrested, he added. But as far back as 1987, Biden has had to publicly admit that his repeated tales of youthful protests are untrue. <laughs> it's okay, you know, I mean, if you, know, if you can get mileage out of that story, why not, right? What year is it? January 4th this year, we've all slipped up in early January by accidentally referring to the old year instead of the one that, that just began, right? I mean, we accidentally write it on our checks if you still write checks and things like that. Leave it to Joe Biden to fall two years behind the rest of us, though. <laughs> Four days into 2022, Biden took to his fake White House set to tell Americans they should be optimistic about 2020. <laughs> Newsflash, I, I, I'm not going to be real optimistic about 2020. That was the miserable pandemic year that most were glad to to be done with. There's a lot of reason, this is this is his quote, quote, there's a lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020, Biden said, as he begged the listeners to get COVID shots and boosters. But for God's sake, please take advantage of what's available, he says. Oh, how about, here's, here's the one. How about Great Negro? Yeah, this is November 11th of last year. Biden stunned 
a somber Veterans Day crowd at Arlington National Cemetery when he awkwardly used the word Negro while joking about his age. Quote, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, uh, said a squinting Biden, soon after, of course, laying the wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier. Uh, picture of the Negro Leagues, he, he went on, who went on to become a great pitcher in the pros in Major League Baseball after uh, Jackie Robinson, his name was Satchel Page. He went on to regale his listeners with a story that he had previously previously told that actually kind of confused Pope Francis. So anyway, it was just weird. Um, the 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 fella down under came from, from September fifteenth of last year. Biden ruined his rollout of a new defense pact with uh, with Britain and Australia when he uh, blanked out the Aussies leaders Scott Morrison's name. The president was flanked by uh, screens for a visual ceremony unveiling the uh, AUKUS military uh, initiative to supply Australia with um, nuclear submarines. Quote, thank you, Boris, Biden said, pointing to the video feed of UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. And I want to thank that fella down under, he stumbled, (laughs) indicating Morrison, of course. Thank you very much, uh, pal. Uh, Appreciate it, Mr. Prime Minister. (laughs) Quote, our cultural cringe just tripled. Australian commentator Matt um, Bevan uh, actually uh, moaned after that happened. Worse, the deal itself actually blindsided France at the time, uh, who was, of course, they're another key U.S. ally. And it sparked a diplomatic uproar over this because he didn't he didn't talk to France about it, who, of course, was you know supposed to um, be selling those uh, submarines to Australia and ended up they they were were not able to. Uh, the, the Tree of Life synagogue claim in a um, meandering high holy days message to Jewish um, leaders, Biden fibbed about his visiting uh, the the. Uh, Pittsburgh congregation where in 2018, 11 people were slain in the nation's worst anti-Semitic hate crime. Quote, I remember spending time at the, well, you know, going to the, you know, the, the, the tree of life synagogues, speaking with them, Biden said. The next day, the White House had to admit that Biden made up the story. <laughs> Biden struggled with his memory throughout the visual meeting with the, with the rabbis. Uh, my mind is going blank now, he said, as he fought to recall details of his daughter Ashley's 2020-12 wedding. Uh, oh, of course, the disastrous Afghanistan predictions. I mean, this this was awful. We covered this on the podcast. July 8th, he's, the, the president tried to put a happy face on the U.S. pullout of Afghanistan as his deadly failure were, failures were looming. The, the likelihood is what he said. Uh, there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and, and owning the whole country is highly unlikely, Biden told reporters. One month before the insurgent group actually seized control. Biden promised that unlike the chaotic end of Vietnam, there's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of an embassy of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comparable. Those were his words. Of course, 
Weeks later, nearly 200 Americans had to be airlifted from Cabal's Baran um, uh, Hotel in, in uh, uh, you know, of course, by the U.S. Army Chinooks. And, uh, and it, was, it was just completely reminiscent of the Vietnam War. Um, how about uh, uh, explodes at reporters? He, he has a temper, and, and it has showed in a couple different ways. Uh, the president regularly lashes out at journalists who press him on uncomfortable questions. When reporters ask why Biden was so confident that Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin, Putin uh, will change his behavior after the 2021 su- summit in Geneva, Switzerland, he lost his cool completely. Quote, I am not confident he'll change his behavior. He shouted, jabbing his finger for emphasis. What the hell? What do you do all of the time? When did I say I was confident? (laughs) The outburst actually came after Putin appeared to outfox Biden by leveraging their private meeting uh, for Russia's propaganda's benefit. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Or have it mocked by world leaders. I mean, uh, a befuddled Biden became the, the butt of world leaders jokes at the group of seven summit meeting in uh, Cornwall, England. Uh, at the start of a roundtable discussion, Biden interrupted Prime Minister Boris Johnson and told him to introduce the president of South Africa, even though Johnson had already done so, welcoming welcoming pre- uh, the, the, the president by name. And, and this is what he says, and, and, and the president of South Africa, he started, startled, Johnson responded as, as I said earlier on, he had to include, <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> said Biden, sending the French president uh, Macron and of course, German Chancellor Merkel and, and other heads of state just, just, just into laughter. I mean, it was, it was so bad. Well, these are these are just a few, and and we've 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 only just begun. <laughs> we've only just begun. Let's let's do this. Let's finish up uh, Biden's um, uh, gaffes really here, um, and then we're going to move on to um, to our vice president, our illustrious vice president Kamala Harris, because she has said some things. I am going to need your help with <laughs> because she said some things that I just don't know if they're in English. <laughs> so, so anyway, maybe you can help me with that. Let's, let's uh, pick this up and, uh, and continue this next time. And you can, of course, always hear uh, our podcast. You can always go and, and uh, listen to archived ones or even just communicate with us at uncommonsensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications. 